And so when I switched arms, I let out the nicest like zipper fart. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> but I didn't notice like, like this girl had just come like right around the corner, like as I was releasing and she looked at me simultaneously with disgust and admiration. <laughs> Not unlike every woman I've ever had sex with. <laughs> for those of you joining us for the very first time, this is Icon or Wycon, the show where we break down your favorite film universes one flick at a time. I am here as always with my dear, dear friend on this magnanimous holiday that is very suspicious if we celebrate or not anymore, but he is the stuffing to my turkey. That sounds disgusting. Mr. CJ LaRoche, I'm so sorry. I just said that, yeah. but it's in. We're keeping it. No, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good with being um, breadcrumbs. I find that stuffing is oftentimes the most delicious part of the meal. So oh. uh, not unlike when you and I are in the same room together, I think it holds. Good, 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 good. I, I appreciate. I appreciate that. I appreciate yeah, that. And I I appreciate you, and I do want to say, it is interesting Thanksgiving. The you know the sort of lightning rod that it has become. Um, what are we actually celebrating? Right, like we're not looking at the pilgrims or you know, w- what religion even were they? They were like, they're Puritans. Puritans, right? But there was some anyway. Like they're breaking away from the Church of England, right? Like when we celebrate Thanksgiving now, I think it's important that we don't include them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Right. Like if we just say like, here we are, it's Thanksgiving, you know, recognize the land that you're on. Yeah. Be thankful for what you got for who you're with and, you know, move forward like that. Because yeah, I think where it gets muddy is the pilgrims. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they're not a really good role model. Well, I mean, but they were okay. The pilgrims themselves were okay. It's sort of like everything that came after, right? And what, but it's been it re, it's represented in them in that image of like the tall black hat with the buckle on the front. buckle. Get on. away from that. Yeah. Get, get away from that. Get away from fucking dressing your kids up as Native Americans and you know just yeah fuck that yeah move forward yeah together. but like it's okay to gather and be thankful for survival. Absolutely. Absolutely. Another calendar year is about to to drip off and, you know, we're still here. We're still breathing. We're starting to thrive again. I am thankful for that, but I think it is important to always recognize, like I said, the land that you're on. Sure. And who's, who it belongs to. Yeah. And the stuffing, make sure the stuffing is good. I like it a little moist. See, now I'm Puerto Rican. We do a meat stuffing and it's very, very satisfying. I got to get that recipe from my aunt. Is it dry? Is that where that you, cause you riffed off of that, off oh, of my moist comment. No, no, no. It's not dry, but oh, it's, okay. it's, it's, it's meat based. There's meat in it. It's mostly meat. It's like three mostly kinds meat. of meat. It's yeah. like a meat stuffing. So it's like I, juicy. I, I, I hope there's some chorizo in there. No chorizo, but plenty of like pork. Which is, which chorizo is. Yeah. But chorizo is a very specific thing. Okay. Yeah, this is just roast Educated. Pork. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. Nice. This week's movie is not just a movie. It's not. We it's, probably should get to that. <laughs> it's goddamn it's goddamn stand-up comedy at its finest. It with is. people like with like multiple people. It is. It it's is. It's so funny. 
it's funny. so funny. It's funny. I have feelings. All right. Well, yeah. Let's, I, yeah. Let's I, get I, into I have it. feelings, but, but no, it is funny. I, I will give you that. Um, do you know what I, I, I think, should we tell the people what movie we haven't even gotten to the title of the movie? No, we shouldn't. We, we got it. We went on a little bit of a political discussion and we started talking about Latin American food. Yeah. Uh, but now we're going to be discussing the 2018 smash hit Ant-Man and the Wasp. Indeed. Indeed. Solid film. Solid film. A fantastic effort by Peyton Reed, who was Edgar Wright's replacement for the first film. Truly. But Marvel really liked his understanding of the characters and apparently the very famous actors involved enjoyed working with him, which will get you more jobs. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The actors control it all. Don't let anyone they, tell you differently. They loved him. Oh, well, and you know, some of the part of the narrative of this is that uh, Michael Douglas asked for Catherine Zeta-Jones to be Janet Van Dyne. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Evangeline Lilly said, I really see Michelle Pfeiffer in the role. And there it is. And Michelle Pfeiffer is in the yeah. role. Because she's yeah, I can't I can't see Catherine Catherine Zeta Jones as the Wasp. It's hard making her. She's so categorically not a secondary character actress. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Right. It it would be distracting to reveal her at the end. Whereas Michelle Pfeiffer, it's like, oh hey, welcome yeah. back, Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah, well, not revealed at the end. I mean, she's revealed right in the beginning of the film. She's revealed the, in the beginning with the de aging. The fantastic de-aging. I thought the best de-aging job they did was on Evangeline Lilly, honestly. Wait, they de-aged Evangeline Lilly? No. no. <laughs> like, okay. I was like, why would they do that? <laughs> no. <laughs> so the girl that kind of looked like her. So so here's the thing. I I can tell that you liked this movie. I liked this movie too. I I, I have a I have a bit of a quib, quibble, if you will. Okay. I mean, just gonna go right in. Should I just, uh, yeah, let's just jump in. I have a bit of a quibble with this movie. You found a fault in its stars. I did. What the fuck is happening? Okay. (laughs) What's happening? No, like it's, it's a, it's two hours of steal the lab. It's two hours of steal the lab. I'll tell you what it is. And, um, I'm, I'm, I might be giving away the end of the beginning here. Uh, It's the big Lebowski. Is it? It's the big Lebowski. Think you about it. I don't really know that movie very who, well. Who? Uh, I'm sorry. Are you frozen? I. I, I don't know. I. I don't. My heart I? has stopped. <laughs> it's ceased to beat. Oh my god! What is happening? How many times have you seen it? Just once. Once. You watched it once. I watched it once. You watched and moved it on. once. Yeah. And moved on. This is this is distressing. Next week, special episode, The Big Lebowski. Wait, are you serious? <laughs> no. <laughs> if you think you're so gullible today, Jesus. I am. I uh, stayed up too late last night. There, yeah, that'll do yeah. it. Uh the big Lebowski, right? It's mm-hmm. it's a man pulled into to, into a situation that he really doesn't want to be a part of in his pajamas. Mm-hmm. Right? That's the first 15 minutes of this movie. Then there's a lot happening that doesn't involve the main character, right? So like the main character is Scott Lang. Yeah. Right. He doesn't want to be part of the steal the lab. He doesn't want to be part of the save Janet Van Dyne. He doesn't, he's a reluctant hero until the end. Yeah. And Cassie's like, I think you should do it. Okay, fine. I'll do it. Right. The big Lebowski, same thing. Like he's not Lebowski. He's not the focal point of the story. It all becomes a big misunderstanding. Mm-hmm. 
So from that standpoint, if you watch it through the, that lens, that's what's happening. Okay. Right. Yeah, and, then- and, and, and it's a prologue to end game. It we exists. Have to introduce this technology to get us to end game. Yes. So it, it is basically a better version of Captain Marvel. Whereas these things that we need must be introduced. So let's do an entire movie about it. Now, that said, I did enjoy the film. I did think it was funny. I just like, I'm not sure who the antagonist really is. I'm not sure if, if any of these antagonists pose a real threat at all. Uh, I'm also not sure that anything truly happens. And oh, I'm, a lot. So much happens. I don't know. Okay, tell me tell me one important thing that happens. Well, it's it's right there in the beginning of the film. It's get mom out of the quantum realm. Mom's alive. So the right? mission the is last movie, get Janet. The mission is get Janet. And everything that stands in its way is ghost, is Ben, uh, Ben, Bill. Bill. Uh, yeah. Um, so that's what's happening. And that's 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 the the mission. And, you know, unfortunately, right away, we get stuck with a side quest. Yeah, immediately. Um, immediately stuck with a side quest, which I really am like, there's got to be a better way to tell stories than side quests. Um, but like, get the component. Then we meet this gangster Right, but we also meet Ghost. Uh, fun fact, Andrew: when the building shrinks down the first time, that yeah. lot is where I pick up my zip cars in Oakland. Oh, really? But they matted San Francisco behind it. Oh, how funny! So again, my apartment building would have almost made an appearance. Like you could see my apartment building from that lot, but they matted the uh, Salesforce tower in behind it. Anyway, uh, so we meet Ghost, and she's a problem. Right. Uh, love the Michael Cerverus cameo as Egghead. Yeah, that's cool. Love that. Uh, so Ghost is standing in the way because Ghost doesn't want to get mom out. She wants to get mom's parts to fix herself. Now, and here's the other thing. How did they know that Janet was still alive in there? Because they came and told Bill. But Ghost was already trying to get the component. I think Ghost was already trying to figure, like, to just sort of shadow. Uh, Hope. Oh well, yeah, no, 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 yeah, no, 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 because the the gangster guy found out that they were working on the quantum technology. Okay, it's never yeah. explained. It's but that, never explained. Again, yeah. that's, it's never explained who that bad guy is working for. Yeah, the billionaire. Right? Who is the billionaire that wants this technology? It doesn't matter. Just like the big Lebowski, it doesn't matter who Lebowski is. Right. It's it's what's happening from Lebowski's point of view. It's what's happening from Scott's point of view that matters. Okay. Right. Scott is the one that takes the sort of emotional journey of it all. He's the one that grows by the end. Yeah. Right. Because he's been doing everything for Cassie, all about Cassie, all about Cassie. Right. Like, uh, I had this weird dream. I better, maybe I can go help them. They actually stole him out of his apartment. Yeah. He's an unwilling participant. I think that's great storytelling. It's an interesting choice. I I felt as though it lacked agency. And I felt as no, though... No, the FBI is a big part of it. I, They're a huge agency. I quit. <laughs> <laughs> that was so terrible. That was so terrible. Um, no, I just... It, it felt like... You know, it's funny because I liked it. But at the same time, I was like, it doesn't quite pop in the same way that the first one did 
oh my god i think it's so i think it's better i think it's a better film really yeah yeah i think there's more i think there's more stakes see and i thought that's so funny i thought the stakes were so much lower i was like get back janet who may or may not be alive also here's the other thing um uh Unclear techno babble. We have ghosts needs to ha- harvest Janet's quantum energy. Okay, why? How? Doesn't make sense. Uh, we have she put a message inside of me. Is this? And he has this dream while he's in the bathtub of like playing hide and seek. Just kidding. It's not a message. It's an antenna. She's gonna possess him randomly. I don't understand how that works. It was also super silly. I thought Michael Douglas and Evangeline Lilly played how awkward it was very, very well, but I thought it was super clumsy and weird. Um, also, did they miss that meeting? There was all this push about this meeting to get this client. And then in the morning, they're just helping him with the mission. They've just abandoned the meeting, but they get the contract later anyway. So well, they I, get the contract because they're on the news being security. Yeah. That's why they get the contract. Well, no, and I understand that, but like, did they miss the meeting? They just said yeah, fuck all to the absolutely. meeting. They, okay. They, they missed the meeting because they got truth serumed. Got it. Yeah. No, the comic beats, like I hear what you're saying. Like, I really don't still don't understand what the hell quantum energy and all that shit oh, is. Oh, it's maybe, so unclear. It's super, maybe why Ant-Man does she have magic wasp? fingers at the end? What man, are I her magic fingers? She's evolved, man. She's not the same woman that I, that that came down here 30 years ago, Henry. <laughs> I understand. Maybe Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania will continue to sort of shed light on this. Uh that little city in the background is that Kang City. We don't know. Yeah, we don't know. Right. But I feel like the comic beats in this film are so fucking great. It's hilarious. It makes up for the things that it lacks. Like Stan Lee's cameo, the 60s were fun, but now I'm paying for it. I mean, I'm still laughing. Stan Lee's cameo was so good. Um, uh, The way they use the technology, the shrinking and growing technology is very funny. That car chase through the streets of San Francisco, not only an homage to the great Steve McQueen film Bullet from like 1967 or some shit, but it's so thrilling the way that it sh- it, they shrink, they expand. I mean, God, it's good. Oh, it's it's really, really exciting. Also, eventually, Lily as the Wasp is a revelation. She's a fantastic superhero. She's a fantastic superhero, a wonderful actress, um, stunningly beautiful i mean this we've got the sexiest man alive and like stunningly beautiful evangeline lily yeah and and like uh still looks great michelle pfeiffer looks incredible a little bit of mouth work she got some mouth work i think did she like, good for uh, her she looks great yes fucking michelle pfeiffer michael douglas killing it again michael pena i love fucking him you know how i feel T- about him ti and that other fella I I wouldn't even begin to be to pronounce his name right, so I'm not even gonna try. Um, but you all know who I'm talking about when yeah, he's talking guy... about the witch. <laughs> oh my god, David Dasmalchian. Dasmalchian, yeah, he played Polka Dot yeah. in um, James Gunn's Suicide Squad, which I haven't seen yet. I haven't seen that yet either. I hear it's fun. Of course, it's fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bobby Cannavale and Judy Greer as the you know other couple fantastic i love the magic stuff and you know when his his little uh, online magic trick uh, magic show the things in the on the left hand side you've got levitation mic uh, uh misdirection and micro magic 
Yeah. Right. Those are three things that are listed. How do they defeat Thanos? Oh, wow. When, when Scarlet Witch levitates him, they introduce micro magic by like moving, you know, moving around through the quantum realm and Tony ultimately misdirection. Misdirection. Yeah. So that along with everything else <laughs> it's, that it's, leads us into Endgame, I think this movie is fantastic. It's smart. I, I couldn't call it fantastic though. I just kept waiting for it to sort of uh, culminate into something really, really satisfying. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm, I'm being such a puss about it. I'm being such a sour. You're, puss no, you're, you're allowed. And I will say that when uh, they finally met in the quantum realm, um, I was a little underwhelmed. Like I should have been bawling. Yeah. I right? it like didn't it should get been, me. There should have been more, but it, you're right. It didn't, it didn't um, ultimately, it, everything that happened so far was it was just too funny, right? Like I was laughing too much to sort of get like emotionally involved. But I feel like Scott Lang's journey is is worth the uh, you know the the eighteen bucks. It's it's good. I just I don't think Rescue Janet is enough of a MacGuffin, and I think they knew it wasn't enough of a MacGuffin. So they have secret billionaire henchmen, uh, and they have ghosts. So. They have these other, and then they have FBI keeping Scott under but if you, house arrest. But if, but if you think about it, we what happens to Ghost? Ghost gets healed. Does she? And, they went back in to find more quantum energy, and then the movie ends. Yeah. Right? The billionaire henchman, who is he? Who, who, yeah. is, who is that guy working for? It doesn't matter, because the movie's about Scott. Okay. All that stuff. All that stuff is just peripheral and doesn't matter. It's Scott's point of view. It's Scott's point of view, but at the same time, it's like I destroyed the suit. Just kidding. I didn't destroy the suit. It's in this trophy. Oh no! But the trophy's at the school. I right. told him so not then, to take it. And, and then it we just, get some really great imagery of him like being like half shrunk. It, which is fun. Which is fun. Which also, is comedy. It's comedy, but also the regulator being broken. How is that a plot device that makes it to act three? What they fucking fix his regulator. I know that the film takes place largely over 48 hours. It's his last two days under house arrest, but yeah. all of the things they're doing, you need Scott fix his regulator. Yeah. There was no time for that. Yeah, not really. I mean, they're being chased around, man. Ghost is out there. It's a movie. And that's silly to me. Is out there. Yeah, no, again, Andrew, like this is not going to win a fucking AFI award. Yeah. You know, but Lawrence, Lawrence Fishburne's character. Oh, and also, did you know that that's not Lawrence Fishburne de aged? It's not? It's Langston Fishburne. It's his fucking son. He looks just like, just him. like him. He looks just like him. That's insane. Just like him. Yeah. I hope my baby does not befall that same fate. If, if your baby looks like you, he will be, they will be beautiful. Oh. I only speak the truth. You're on Icon or Wicon. Hey! So, but yeah, I don't know. It, it's stuff like that. I just didn't feel like it was a strong MacGuffin. Um, Ava, is she evil? You hate MacGuffins. You so have to have a MacGuffin. To like, I know, but why? Because, like, you I need can't a way hate in. MacGuffins and then, like, well, that's what I'm I saying. It doesn't MacGuffins. matter. I don't this hate MacGuffins. I hate shitty MacGuffins. <laughs> <laughs> and I you think this is a shitty MacGuffin? It's a shitty MacGuffin. Also, ghosts, because oh. then they explain ghosts. So she has this backstory. Is that supposed to humanize her? Because we hate her for most of the movie, but now she's our new ghost friend at the end. Like we feel bad for her. Like, yeah, Lauren, no, Lawrence, it's, it's not. Lawrence Fishburne yeah. oh. betrayed them. But yeah, we no, like that him. whole arc. That's yeah, that, that's messy. my what didn't work. 
Oh, my wood didn't there work. it is. Yeah. yeah. That, that, Spoiler that, alert. That's, that's his, so... his character sucks. <laughs> oh my God. He sucks so bad. And he doesn't know whose side he's on the whole movie. He's on whosever side he needs to be on for movie in to happen. Moment. Yeah. In the moment. No, you're right. Yeah. No, that's, and that's exactly what my didn't work. Um, but I think that again, like Michael, P- Jimmy Wu, Randall Jimmy, Park. First of all, I have a horrendous applause, crush applause, on Randall applause. Park. You and the rest of society. He is so sexy and funny and interesting on screen. And I'm so captivated by any time he walks on the screen. I think he's fantastic. I loved him and always be my maybe so much fell in love. When, when he came up on WandaVision, I wigged out because he's so good. He's fantastic in this movie. What an asset to the MCU. Thank you for bringing up Jimmy Woo because that he's a fantastic character played beautifully by a fantastic actor and I'm in love. Yeah. No, that last scene with him and Lang when they're talking about dinner and then he leaves with, I mean, so do you, do you want to grab dinner? No. I'm on the floor. Hilarious. Rolling on the floor laughing. Also, I've forgotten that the close-up magic that he does in WandaVision is from this movie. That's right. I forgot that that was a holdover. How'd you do it, Scott? Yeah. (laughs) Card trick. Card trick. Yeah, he was obsessed. (laughs) And then he learned it. And then he learned it. How satisfying. Yeah, I do like the little misdirection that you think Jimmy Woo might be the FBI informant. Yeah, I think it that's good screenwriting. Seconds. It's good. Yep. If they got 45 great seconds in there. Oh, stop. It was more than 45 <laughs> seconds. No, no, no. It's, it's actually, the, the movie's a lot of fun. I just, uh, you know the whole hullabaloo about Edgar Wright with the first one, right? I do, yeah. Yeah. And would, so you, like the, would you care to remind uh, maybe our 22nd listener here? Sure. So the Cliff Notes version of that is that Edgar Wright had been working on an Ant-Man project for 10 years. And um, it was his idea to focus on Scott Lang because Hank Pym's storyline had gotten to a place where he had actually been abusive to Janet. And he didn't feel like we could do a film version of Hank and not address that if Hank was our lead. So he chose to, you know, put Janet lost in the quantum realm, Hank aged out. They, they touch on, that's why he's violent in the first movie. They touch on how violent he is. Right. Um, but they right. focus, the, they place the focus squarely on Scott. That was all Edgar Wright's idea. Um, and apparently it was Simon Pegg said that that script was super interesting and he was sad that it didn't get filmed. Uh, Cause once Disney bought Marvel, Disney had some different things in mind for the project. And Edgar chose to walk away. And so they did, uh, they brought Peyton Reed in at the last minute and they did a bunch of rewrites to make the movie to their liking. Now the first script is great, but uh, if you read any of the articles, a lot of the actors that were there from the beginning, I mean, and he cast Paul Rudd and Evangeline Lilly. The movie is largely has a lot of him in it still, but they all say that a lot of that initial script, a lot of what was successful about his initial script did get filmed in the first Ant-Man. He just didn't photograph it. Uh, So I did notice, I mean, coming into it with that baggage, I did notice that what carried over into this movie was, were Peyton Reed's contributions to the storyline, which is chemistry, tone, levity, uh, sense of humor, Mm -hmm. uh, commitment Mm -hmm. to improv. Like those are all the things he brought to the table that with a stellar script in the first movie created a really, really exciting and interesting movie. Um, I didn't have the really, really exciting and interesting thing from the first movie brought over to this. This was like stuff. This was like fun with your favorite characters. It was a 
very it was actually a very typical second movie which makes sense that they're doing a third one and that they brought Peyton Reed back because it's like think about Austin Powers right the first one is all set up so it's like wild the second one is just crazy characters having fun in this world so it's like super fun but like what's going on you know and I think this movie sort of befalls that in an interesting way or this that sort of befalls this movie rather because it's your favorite characters doing interesting things. They all say and do things that you liked from the first movie, but uh, the sum of its parts kind of add up to about 25 minutes of story. It, it's kind of a Doctor Strange moment for me. It's kind of a Doctor Strange moment for me where it's like, it's, it's all right. Everyone's done such a fantastic job. It just really doesn't ascend to the heights that it could have had it been, it, just, it needed a better script. It needed a better script. Nothing happens, CJ. Nothing happens in this movie. I mean, you've said that a couple of times now. I really think that if you were a true cinephile and knew your Big Lebowski, we'd be having a different conversation. So I have to understand Big Lebowski to understand this movie. Sounds like buying the visual dictionary for Rise of Skywalker to understand Rise of Skywalker. It's <laughs> fucking bullshit. You have to put which, it in the movie, CJ. Which, uh, which whatever we're gonna, <laughs> which we're gonna do someday. Um, <laughs> No, I I hear what you're saying. I'm being a little bit of a jerk, but it is uh, it is a movie where it's not about what happens. It's about the main character, okay, and their point of view and their journey. And I think that Scott Lang's journey is is very 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 solid and tight in this film. And the things that it sets up and pays off later on for us in the MCU make it important enough to talk about okay are janet hope and um hank still on the run after the events of this film we don't know so they're very much on the roof exploring the quantum realm in a van yeah, yeah. we don't know we, this, that's the thing it doesn't matter okay <laughs> that's what i keep telling you it doesn't matter so many questions it doesn't matter it doesn't matter what happened to her down there it doesn't matter who that guy is working for it doesn't matter what happened to ghost because Scott Lang doesn't give a shit about any of that. So now, oh, you froze. No, I didn't. Okay, you're back. I was uh, never gone. Explain to me then what is Scott's growth? We keep talking about Scott's journey. What does Scott mm -hmm. learn at the end of this movie? How is he different at the end of this movie? Than he is at the beginning. How did what is his hero's journey? If we're following his journey, how has he evolved by the end of this movie? The next time that his friends need help, he's gonna go. He always does that. Mm, he was reluctant to do it. He had to be taken out to do it today, right? But then when he had that big talk with Cassie, and Cassie was like, "No, you got to help your friends. It's what you do. What do you want to do when you grow up, Cassie? I want to help people like my dad." Yeah. I don't know, man. They, they they shot him with a poison dart to get him out of the house. Yeah. Because of his quantum entanglement. The stupidest thing I've ever I heard. I said it with a straight face. I said it with a straight face. Quantum entanglement. Oh. An Aunt Enna, if you will. Oh, my God. What does he name him? Aunt Antonio Banderas. So the first one is... The first um, one. The first one. Uh, Ulysses S. Grant. S. Grant. <laughs> That's very funny. And Antonio Banderas is great. It's all very funny. 
it's very light. It's very, it's fucking Seinfeld. Yeah. It's silly. It's light. Nothing really happens, but it doesn't matter because it's hysterical and the hero learns something. It matters to me. Um, if it were compressed into a Disney plus episode, I'd appreciate it more. You and the compression. I just think full two hours and it goes by really fast. If I had to see that stupid suitcase building prop get passed to one more person only for the culminating moment to be giant Ant-Man, pick it up with his big ass fingers and move it. I was like, this is so absurd. It's not absurd. It's fun. And you need to get your stick out of your ass. Wow. <laughs> you need to get your building suitcase handle out of your ass. <laughs> <laughs> I, just thought was so, I just thought it was silly. And we're fighting for the remote control. We're fighting. It was silly. Yeah. We're fighting for the remote control. Andrew, by the time we get to Infinity War, everything else is just intro. Yeah. Right? It doesn't matter. It doesn't fucking matter. And that's why I believe the director chose to do it this way. I think that's why he put Scott Lang in his PJs. I think it's just like, hey, you know what? You know, it's like this reminds me of the Big Lebowski. Where like all we do is we meet some new characters, some really fun characters. Right. And they go on like a little adventure, but like at the end of the day, it doesn't fucking matter. But like everybody quotes what Walter says to Donnie. Except you. What does Walter say to Donnie? Oh my God. He says a lot of things. I'm just going to let you go and watch. All right. I have to watch the Big Lebowski. All right. Yeah. Everybody does. Well, what's funny is in in Endgame, they reference the Big Lebowski. Lebowski gets referenced a couple of times, dude. On fucking Obadiah Stane's paper, Obadiah, who played Lebowski, it says Lebowski. Like, it's one of the things, Project Lebowski or some shit. Like, the, the Big Lebowski is a, is a fucking moment. All right? It's not a movie. It's a moment. I missed it. I just missed it. I was I was young when that thing came Dude. out, though. Well, <laughs> we all were young. By the time I got to college, I was doing a fucking drinking game where every time he made a white Russian, you had to drink one. What? <laughs> Never ended well, folks. Do no, not play too much cream. Lebowski drinking game. I feel like my stomach is better for it, though. Stronger. Yeah, maybe. Can take a punch. I guess so. All right. I do want to say something positive about the film, though. Because I feel like I've been negative Nancy this whole time. Okay. Visually, it's stunning what they've accomplished the way they handle the effects work in this movie, it looks so beautiful. I loved what the quantum realm looked like. I loved the design of the tunnel. Yeah. Um, I thought Ghost, the way they designed her, was fantastic. Yep, thrilling. Yeah, I, it, it just... It, Spielberg recommended that actress. Personally. Really? Yeah, she's fantastic. She's amazing. She's for Game of Thrones. In Game of Thrones, yeah. And yeah. also, um, she's in another show. Can't remember. No, no, yeah, no, she was spectacular. I wish she had more to do. Yeah, sure. You know, but again, it was a plot that was focused on so many other things, but apparently, I, I guess I missed it. It was just focused on Scott Lang's journey. You missed the point, yeah. I missed the you point, missed the yeah. point of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, what's happening? I kept saying, I was like, we're going to pass. Oh, now she has Now she has the stupid suitcase building. Oh, no, wait, yeah. wait, wait, okay, wait, no, but we have the stupid suitcase building, but where's the remote control? Where's oh, the remote like, control? Fuck yourselves, I can't. Where's the remote control? Where's the remote oh, control? Oh, it's so stupid. Jurassic Park references alone keep me engaged. I do love a good Jurassic Park reference. There's two of them. It's two really great ones. The big pigeon and the clever girl. 
Clever Girl was, a, it was the most obvious one, though. Well, the, the, the big pigeon dude with the fucking Tyrannosaurus Rex with the eye in the window. Man. Oh, yeah. I, I missed that one, too. Man, I'm just off weren't this paying week. attention. You just I'm weren't paying attention. Because it didn't hook me because it didn't have a strong enough MacGuffin. <laughs> hey, guys. MacGuffin. Hey, guys. Let's go get this character you've never met from a place that we weren't sure we could get back from until today. What? Yeah, because once we learn about the quantum realm and once we learn how to get in and out of it easily, we can fucking save Star-Lord. Star-Lord? Save all the people that got dusted. Oh, yeah. Got it. Okay. We should take a break. We should. And you should take a (laughs) nap. You know, CJ, this is one of our pandemic traditions that I'm so glad we were super consistent with because I really am starting to see the results of all of our work on this podcast. It's pretty great. Now, where are you seeing results, Andrew? Like in your midsection, um, like in your your chest area, where where are the results happening best for you? Because I could use some. Listen, my chest area is on fire, but really it's because my heart is so full from all the engagement we've been getting on our social media. I mean, I'm talking to... I'm talking to people on the Instagram. I'm talking to people on the Twitter and I want to do more of it. The 18 listeners have really started to engage. Uh, We appreciate you. We see you. Uh, We're very excited to have you. Yeah. So I think that Andrew, where can, where can the people who may be 19, 20, 21, where can they find us? Listen at icon or Ycon, both on Twitter and Instagram. And we have gotten way more active than we ever were. So remember those 15 episodes where we kind of lied to you about communicating with us? They're, it's true now. We're actually there and we want to hear from you. So I say go for it. Just do it. Yeah. Log on. Log in. Trip out. <laughs> back to the show. And we're back. We are back. The break was lengthy today. It was juicy, if you will. Oh, Wait a second. <laughs> no, we no. Talking about the talking about the break or what you did. Oh no, the land. Uh, oh, never mind. It's fine. It's fine. I think. I think. You know, as much as I love when we have disagreements, I think they keep the show colorful. I think it's important. I think it's important yep. to engage with each other healthily. I feel like we don't always do that. You know. Right. Right. But right. I right. also think it's important to organize our thoughts into manageable categories so we can further understand how to articulate them. And with that said. I think for the first time ever, we should answer some ephemeral questions. For the very first time, I think you're right. It is uh, time for Andrew and CJ to answer ephemeral questions. What worked for us in the flick? It was different. We still learned lessons. The quantum realms, a mysterious place. Yeah, Janet came out and somehow she's now like a god. But that is an answer we'll not get to tell you. We're just going to give our awards and be moving on. The movie was fun, but nothing really happened. I'll give you that, bro. (laughs) And on with the show. And now off we go. <laughs> it was the mess of devotion at the end that really got me. I'm like, <laughs> you know, it was so good. It was like a hot mess of devotion. Anyway, that's such a dorky vocal performance major joke that I see you did not get. 
but there's four or five listeners that will. I promise you that, and it'll be worth oh, it. Oh, no, I, under- I understood you were making a music reference there. Okay, okay. Did you understand yeah, what stupid. it was? With the oh, oh, oh. Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to explain it unless it won't be funny. Yeah, uh, no, no, no. Definitely yeah, not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that song was beautiful. Oh, thank um, you. What worked about this movie for you? The comedy. The straight up funniness. Um, a bunch of really, really wonderful comic actors. Michael Douglas, even like when he, you know, would just scream like, why do we do it? Stop, oh. stop, stop dreaming about my daughter. Like, oh yeah. These little <laughs> quips and one-liners were hilarious. Uh, the, the three guys from X-Con, uh, Michael Pena and Paul Rudd together, uh, Randall Park and Paul Rudd together, even Evangeline Lilly's sort of dry humor came through really, really strong in this film. You know, like I said in the, in the first half, I think that, that it's so funny that it definitely makes up for what it lacks. Um, and I feel I that really, I really enjoyed it. I mean, I'd, I'd watch it again right now. It's, it's hilarious. It really made me laugh, made me giggle, made me chuckle, makes me happy. Um, it makes me happy. <laughs> the soundtrack was also fire. Yeah, no, great soundtrack. Uh, that that you know the 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 way the drums pay off. Yeah, right. I mean, it's just it's just good. It's funny. Yeah. It's funny. It's, it's very funny. Yeah, yeah, very funny. What what worked for you? I mean, it feels like nothing so far. No, no. I, I'll say this. I'll say this. I, I did write the chemistry between the cast. Mm-hmm. You know, it was it was always a very positive moment. Um, yeah, Evangeline sure. Lilly, Michael Douglas, Evangeline Lilly and Paul Rudd, the three of them together. Where, when he's like, uh, can we stop staring at each other and like move before we get arrested? <laughs> like, yeah. like their their chemistry was really, really delightful. Um, Janet Van Dyne and Hank Pym's chemistry, very, very sweet, very warm. I didn't get the Lawrence Fishburne. Couple of pros. Yeah, there legends like legends mm-hmm. we've watched them get better at acting since the 80s like they've just yeah. grown and grown and grown totally. um but uh lawrence fishburne and ava i didn't really get that whole dynamic but i it, w- it was kind of sweet like they acted well together now the ex-con group they're fantastic as a trio that casting is flawless it's such a great moment their yeah. relationship with scott when he's like that's not even a desk like you've got that yeah. from the trash <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you have a garage sale. You you yeah. can't you can't cut corners with my desk. <laughs> I was under house arrest. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, it, it's the comedic timing and how it relates to their chemistry and vice versa. One of the most positive things I've ever seen on film. Mm-hmm. It's really spectacular what they've cultivated together. And again, you can tell that they enjoy working with Peyton Reed because yeah. everybody knows what this movie is. Uh-huh. And, and you know how I feel about that. You know how I feel about it. And everybody being on the same page moment, it creates a different product. Mm. Absolutely. You know? it, yeah. cre- it creates a fun movie that what, what it lacks in like movie yeah. <laughs> it's up for in everything else. It's so much charm, so much color. It's really, it's, it's vibrant. It's very vibrant. Full show. Uh, um, what didn't work about this movie for you? Well, yeah, it's, it's, it's Bill and, and, and Ghost. Uh, it's Bill and Ava. The, I just don't understand. They're not really antagonists. Uh, no, um, they're not evil. No, they but they have co- no ulti- like they're they're only they're only sort of uh, ulterior motive, right? Or, or or like negative effect that they'll have on the stories. They might kill Janet, but like Bill's not going to do that. 
for Ava versus Janet, right? Is he? I mean, they must have known each other back in the day. Like they all worked at Shield together. Nebulous. Um, so it's just, it, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's very unnebula. Uh, there's not enough motivation. There's not enough. Uh, his arc is just awful. Like the way that he like just suddenly turns and be like, ah, we shouldn't do this. Like he's not a guy that's gonna like go against his principles or like suddenly change his mind. You know what I mean? Like he's he's got a he's got a vendetta against Hank. Like he's gonna see that through. The twist until, was, he, until he doesn't. The twist was that he was actually a bad guy working with Ghost until he's like, we can't do this. Yeah. Fifteen minutes and, ago, you could. Yeah, and then like the two times where the ants corner him, mm-hmm. it's not great. It's bad. It's not great. Yeah. 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 It's not yeah. great. So that's that's like a big big old. What didn't work. The other thing, uh, and I, I mentioned it in the song, um, the quantum realm. Like, I understand that it's going it, to, it would take a lot to really, really fully explain it. But yeah. Like, throw us a, something. <laughs> yeah. Cause right now, it's just whatever. quantum realm away. You're, you know, you say because movie, I say because quantum realm. Yeah. Cause right now, it's whatever it needs to be for movie to happen. Yeah. So, those are the two biggies for me. Yeah. Yeah, I feel that. In an otherwise enjoyable two hours. Indeed, indeed, indeed. What worked? What didn't work for you, man? Uh, I talked about this a little bit in the first half. It really comes down to two things. One, nothing truly happens. <laughs> you know, uh, heroes want to get Janet from the quantum realm. They do. It's basically get the plot out. of. It's basically the the plot of. Flash dance. Girl wants to dance, so she does. Show over. Uh, you know, I, I <laughs> and like I'm not really clear on a good antagonist because like you have Ghost and the Lawrence Fishburne character, but he's wiffly waffly, and we're supposed to feel bad for her, and she becomes an ally at the end. You know, they just save her. They save her moments after she was about to kill Janet. Yeah. Yeah. And, she, and Janet just comes out and is like, no, wait. I, I can, can feel her it. pain because it's Fern yeah. Gully rules all of a sudden. I don't know. Yeah, it um, doesn't work. Yeah, it's, it's shitty. And then uh, it just, it lacks a firm antagonist because I get Mystery Billionaire. That's cool. That'd be interesting. That'd but be a like, fun little thing it, to, be, to talk it, about. Yeah, it'd be fun if we like spend some time with him and like, He's like, well, who is he? Well, he needs, he has the thing that she needs. She's been getting things from him the whole time. Yeah. Well, but now, now that she has her final thing is the time when he discovers that she's actually uh, Hope Van Dyne. Not before the things, it's this thing. That's this dumb. Thing. This, this is, is the, the MacGuffin thing, the that broke piece. Yeah. the camel's back. Yeah, yeah, because he hadn't investigated her. He hadn't been powerful enough to investigate who she was before. I, that's weird. Like yeah. I, the the way that that works out, right when Hank has the vision, or not, or when Scott has the the dream. That's that's weird. And and again, the FBI. You have Jimmy Woo, who's great, but he's not really an antagonist. The the, the threat he poses is the threat to Scott being a present father, because Scott doesn't want to go back to jail again. So I, I see a movie that doesn't have a clear threat. The most no. threatening. The most threatening no. thing is that he over he well, he like fucking expands himself to eighty five feet and can't breathe. That's the biggest threat. The biggest what threat. Is the, what is, is the biggest threat in the movie? Regulator. His broken regulator. No, the biggest threat in the movie is him going back to jail. Uh huh. Right. And so, whose movie is it? 
It's Scott Lang's film, man. You have to look it through that lens. And you'd like I it guess. More. Okay. But I hear what you're saying. You make a lot of salient points. I love the word salient. Salient. And I think, yeah, there could have been, I think the FBI could have maybe spared one guy to just sit on the house. Jesus. I, I mean, <laughs> so much of this movie hinges oh, on... Oh, we got to go back to Scott's. So much of this movie hinges on... Randall Park making it out of LA traffic quickly. Like yeah. right. San Francisco. Traffic. Oh, San Francisco, sorry. Still yeah. shitty yeah. traffic. Don't you don't you dare other the bay. Okay, sorry. Yikes. Are you guys sensitive about that? I am now. Okay, you are. You're a California <laughs> person now. I sure am. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Um, does this movie make your desert on top five? Uh no, it doesn't. Same. <laughs> I, I still love I, it yeah. though same still it's, love it's, it. it's fun there's, it's fun it's not yeah, quite there's a plenty of Street. other yeah there's plenty of other comedies that i could watch sure you know what i mean and it's like this is this is your desert island this is your top five this is your like films of a certain genre you know like it's not good enough to be you know overtake a superhero genre it's not good enough to overtake a comedy genre it's not good enough to overtake you know yeah so no uh, it would not make my Desert Island top five, uh, unfortunately. Yeah, it does not make mine either because it never quite ascends to the heights of a Desert Island film for me. Right. But it is good. Right. Interestingly, just, I feel like I took Ant, the first one on the Desert Island, but like this one more, but like think that one's better. The first one is better. It's a stronger film. It's a better script. Right. Script. Yeah. If it ain't on the page, it ain't on the page, it ain't on the stage. Oh, and we said that at exactly the same Uh, time. Soulmates. (laughs) Um, All right. Random bonus question. Okay. Cut out a plot thread. Cut out a plot thread. Oh, Goliath. Lawrence Fishburne. Doesn't need to be there. Doesn't need to be there. If she was a shield agent, she could attract all this stuff down herself. Right. And it's not, it's not a big enough of, of like a twist to, you know, warrant him being there. Yeah. He's way too famous for that, for the nothing he does. Oh my God. Yeah. And you can, you can tell they did write matrix on the chalkboard behind him, which is fun. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's, that's the one I'd eliminate. Yeah. You're going to say all of them. No, I would eliminate the secret billionaire buyer. Okay. Yep. Only because it's it's actually shockingly close to a situation that we had in the first movie. Right. With secret right. billionaire buyers that show. Yeah, well, apparently three. that guy does work for Cross Industries. Okay. So. Yeah, we already did that. I would have. I would have. Uh, I would have written ghosts. Yeah. Why don't sure. we just? No, use I mean, ghosts? it's very. It's very interesting. I would also love to know like where she's been. Yeah. It could have if just been like it, a, a shield operative. It could have just been ghosts and, and the dynamic yeah. of like, and you know, there's this fear of like uh, female supervillains. And oh, I don't, I don't understand what that is because female supervillains in the comics are so fucking badass. They don't yeah. want to do them in the movies. Yeah. It makes no sense. Yeah. It's, it's strange. It's 2021 and we want to, they have five other plot threads and a very yeah. thin female supervillain. Ghost could have been a badass, whole ass storyline. Yeah, with a motivation to, with to a motivation, die for. And still connected it to Janet. And honestly, if we could 
fleshed out ghost mission connected the relationship with Janet in some tangible way, the push to get Scott out of the house to help them rescue Janet might've meant something a little bit more. I like that. Right. Yeah. I was just like, that was, so you're like, you're like addition by subtraction. I think so. Because it's just like, I was like, what am I watching? Nothing's happening. And they really just underwrote ghosts. And that's a whole thing. I read an article about this the other day. It was a, in comic, and literally the title was something akin to why are comic book movies afraid of having a female supervillain? Yeah. I, we've so, with so much content and there's not only so much filmed content, there's generations of comic books with really amazing, powerful female supervillains that are super interesting, have a super interesting motivation, you know? Yeah. So dying on the cutting room floor, unfortunately. Yep. Stress, 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 stress. What's your special award, CJ? Well, I mean, it's it's obvious to anyone that's been listening. Uh, it's the Lebowski Reboot Award. <laughs> they successfully rebooted the Big Lebowski uh, with uh, Ant Man and the Wasp. Like, it's it's just a nice, fun movie where nothing really happens but there's a lot of interesting characters and super fucking funny and so quotable and magical magical i mean you're talking about jeff bridges i'm sorry i always do this yeah jeff bridges john goodman and steve buscemi with like a little fucking um john tortoro he's amazing come on right and in this film you've got douglas Lily, Rudd, Pena, Michelle Pfeiffer shows up at the end. It's it's for me, it's just it's it's that similarity and that sort of um companionship that I you know see between these two films that I give it the Lebowski reboot award. I was tempted to give it the box of scraps award. <laughs> <laughs> It's your delivery that destroys me every time. <laughs> but I went a different way. I appreciate it. Yeah. What's your special award? My special award is the Glorious Purpose Award. <laughs> okay. Because this entire movie exists for the mid-credit scene. It exists to get the quantum tunnel in the back of the con or of the X-Con van and get yep. Scott in it. Yeah. Because we need him there for Endgame to happen. Because Dayutex yeah. Rat is going to let Scott out. Yeah, I mean, again, I, I'll, I hearken back to Scott Lang being such an integral part. I mean, he has to be hit with a poison dart and taken out of his house to save Janet. And he has to be pulled out of the uh, quantum realm to save humanity. Or half of humanity, as it were. Mm-hmm. Half of the universe. Half of the universe, yeah. So... Speaking of universe, I fucking love the Animal House scene in the background. That's fun. That's fun. In Sutherland. Yeah. In Sutherland. Anyway. And Animal House is another movie that is oft revered, but not as good as people remember it to be. I said it. I said it. I see your face and fuck you. I said it. I meant it. It's not we're that good. Two, we're going to have two special <laughs> episodes. Actually, maybe we'll just combine it into one. We may be an animal house, an American cinematic journey. <laughs> the best part about Animal House is uh, Elmer Rice's score. Anyway, is this movie an icon or a Wicon? It's a Wicon. It's a total Wicon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
It's absolutely a yeah. Y-Con. Yeah, given it's, its place, given, you know, how how hard you need to explain what it's about <laughs> and why that's Infinity War sorbet. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's definitely uh yeah, it's it's the little it's the little dessert that's not the fucking banana split or the fucking chocolate uh mousse cake, right? Like it's the sorbet. It's just like here's here you go. Yeah, you know, and then we're about to get Captain Marvel. It's like, oh, here's your companion guide. Uh, you know, as we make our way toward Endgame. I, I think it's important. I think that it's a movie that absolutely exists in the in the in the canon and in, in the Larorder um and will stay. But yeah, you don't you don't really nothing, it's not enough to to call it icon status on this show. No, 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 no. Um, but that said, a fun romp, well photographed, well directed, well acted. So, so funny. Uh, really fun, really fun stuff. So funny. I am, um, I usually at this point ask you what's next in the Lord Order, but I know it's next in the Lord Order and I'm not happy about it. It's a seminal moment, a moment that we've all been waiting for, for 20 weeks now. End game. Is that what's next? No. Oh, no. Why did you do that to me? I was like, wait, are we just going to skip it? Uh, No, unfortunately, we can't. We can't just have her show up. Yeah. I thought about it, though. No, 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 no. I'm ready back. God, if there was just a one shot. I'm ready to go back. Because I'll say this. I was at a very specific point in my life when I took that movie in, and I'm no Mm -hmm. longer in that point. And yeah. maybe it maybe it will hit me differently. Yeah. Maybe. I just I just remember like I was miserable when I went to see it and I wanted to be entertained so badly, and I was so badly not entertained. Yeah. Well, you're gonna look at it with fresh eyes, you're gonna look at it with an open mind, you're gonna think about its place in the Lorder, you're gonna think about its place in the greater MCU. There's gonna be, you know, you're you're a little bit more uh you're a little bit older, a little bit wiser, a little bit more, you know, ready to to Receive. enjoy something. Yeah. So I'm excited. I know everybody else is excited to see what transpires here next week. But in the meantime, folks, have a happy, 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 grateful day. Yeah. If you celebrate. Yeah. If, if, I mean, and if you're not grateful for anything, I mean, that's also that's fine, too. You don't have to celebrate. You don't have to be blessed or grateful or anything like that. You can just be you. Yeah. And, but watch The Big Lebowski, though. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, CJ, of all the things in my life, I'm very grateful for you. Ah! Like a like a lipstick on my heart. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> doesn't matter. Doesn't have to mean anything. To do. Doesn't matter. I said it's part of my journey. I hate it. Oh my god. <laughs> oh. Well, for Icon or Wycon, I'm CJ LaRoche. <laughs> and I'm Andrew David Sotomayor. And we'll MCU you all next time on Icon or Wycon. <laughs>